Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon. Welcome to Pickaxe and Roll, brought to you by Superbook Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Blackburn, at NBA Blackburn on Twitter. Part of the Mile High Sports Podcast Network, and I am excited to discuss a preseason win from the Denver Nuggets over the Los Angeles Clippers. Final score, 126-115. The Nuggets, they put up some points in this one. They had 74 in the first half. The starters had a lot to do with that. And it was just a lot of fun to watch. There was definitely some good things to be taken from this game. We're going to go over it all. Starters in the first segment. Primary bench unit in the second segment. Do a little bit on the deep reserves in the third. And then some general takeaways after that. But first, let's go over the starters and talk about what I think was a really, really nice dress rehearsal game for the Nuggets. It's also probably why... Michael Malone was very comfortable just playing these guys in the first half. Everybody played about the same amount of minutes, 15, 16 or so. And the Nuggets started an interesting lineup. Jamal Murray did not play tonight, nor did Bones Highland. Bones Highland out with that left ankle strain, according to the Nuggets injury report. Jamal Murray still nursing that uh, that left uh Acute, not oh god, the left hamstring hamstring strain. It's late, guys. I'm I'm uh, I'm pretty tired. It's past midnight here. But Jokic was back. Jokic was back. That was the big deal. That was what everybody was really excited to see. And with him, uh, you had Jeff Green and uh, DeAndre Jordan getting a break too. So the bench was a little bit different. So this game was a really good, interesting look at some of the other lineups that the Nuggets can play that don't really include their point guards, or at least their main point guards. And they started Bruce Brown, KCP, Michael Porter, Aaron Gordon, 
and Nikola Jokic. And who'd have thunk it, but Nikola Jokic didn't really want to shoot tonight, and I'm not really surprised about it. Uh, let's focus on him a little bit. I am a little bit concerned about the wrist now. I thought that he would be looking at least a little bit more at the rim, trying to score a little bit, trying to put some pressure on the defense that way. Now, he didn't really have to. That wasn't a requirement. The Nuggets were still able to score a whole heck of a lot of points with the way that they were doing things. But Jokic in 16 minutes, two points, 0 of 2 from the field, 0 of 1 from 3, 2 of 2 from the line. At least that was good. Three rebounds, seven assists, one steal, four turnovers, three fouls. Plus two tonight. Everybody was kind of about plus one, plus two in that starting lineup. The Clippers did score themselves, and they they found like Norman Powell was killing Denver. But Jokic specifically, there were both good and bad things from tonight. I think the good and everything that people can take from this game was that the passing at the high post, creating shots for just about everybody with the movement, the cutting, the spacing. Everything was really good in that regard. The offense was healthy tonight. That's what Denver needed to see. But the shooting and the scoring is definitely still still something that people should be concerned about. Will he turn it on in the regular season? Absolutely. Like I don't have any concerns about that. But if Denver continues to put up a whole bunch of points, I definitely think that Yoke is going to be very content not scoring as many points this year. And it's going to probably take a hit to his actual numbers, which not super encouraging if you're a Nuggets fan. I definitely know that lots of Nuggets fans would love to see Yoke kind of trying to go for that third MVP, really trying to push in this regular season, try to get a whole bunch of wins. I don't really think that's in his DNA. I think he doesn't really care about the MVP and actually he definitely doesn't care about the MVP and... I think Denver has other goals that they're definitely going to be pushing forth going forward, but it was nice to see him link up with Bruce Brown, with KCP, with Porter and Gordon. I think he assisted all of those guys throughout the first half, and the the ball was popping. Like To quote Adam Morris there, the ball was definitely popping, moving all around. You could definitely see all of these guys taking advantage of the space, of the cutting, of the speed at which they were playing. Bruce Brown had a nice back cut to the rim off of a Jokic post-up. And KCP definitely looks very comfortable. Both of those guys, when they're out there in a starting lineup like this, you can see the two-way potential. You can see what those guys do. Even though the Clippers, they had some really good moments offensively in this one. Like I said, Norman Powell, he had 34 points in 25 minutes, 11 of 14, 4 of 6 from 3, 8 of 8 from the line. He was killing everybody. But Paul George and Reggie Jackson scored a combined three points on seven shots in this one. And I definitely think that the Nuggets, what they've really tried to emphasize with how they have built their roster, with how they have tried to make things work. They've wanted to get that perimeter defense. Bringing in Bruce Brown and KCP to do that definitely helped. And you could see Bruce Brown especially 
pressuring people, closing out as hard as he could. You could see KCP getting his arms into passing lanes, playing the team defense. But those guys could capably switch as well. Like you had Bruce Brown going up against Marcus Morris. You had him going up against Paul George. And then KCP doing everything that he does. It's just, it's a lot of fun watching those guys play defense. There was a layup that Norman Powell had right at the rim that he made, but Bruce Brown and KCP, both not on him, made really courageous attempts to try to stop that shot on just a layup. And it was clearly Aaron Gordon's fault. He was the guy covering him, clearly uh, misplayed the DHO. But it's nice to see that kind of effort where in positions like that, you just know that Monte Morris and Wilbart wouldn't have been able to challenge those shots at all. So it's nice to have a guy or and two of them that can really consistently do that. It's going to give Denver so much flexibility. Michael Porter, only six shot attempts tonight, but he made four of them, 12 points, three of three from the three. Four of six from the field, one of one from the free. Three point or three rebounds, one assist. Sorry, I'm I'm just very flustered tonight with my tired brain. Uh, but Porter, there was one possession tonight. Uh, KCP relocated out to the left wing. The ball came to the top of the key, where Porter caught it. He kind of had an off balance catch, so it wasn't a clean pass that he could have made to KCP, but he probably should have passed it anyway. Instead, sidestep three, 27 feet, nothing but the bottom over the top of his uh, contested uh, shot by his defender, uh, contested look by his defender. It was just crazy. Like He continues to do these crazy shots and has the capability to make it. KCP slumped his shoulders on that play, and you can tell that it's still going to be an adjustment period for everybody. But when Porter's hitting those shots on a consistent basis, his teammates are going to have to start treating him like an elite shooter. Like, you do not slump your shoulders if Clay Thompson takes that shot or Kevin Durant takes that shot. Porter's going to have to prove it over a long period of time that he can take those shots, and it's that's why I'm saying that there's going to need to be an adjustment period. But I'm not surprised that he made it, and that he continues to look good in those situations. Had a couple corner threes, if I'm not mistaken. At least one of them was just a a nice kick out from Bruce Brown to the corner where he had a, a tightly contested shot, but it was nothing but the bottom because he's just so effective from that zone. And you know that Bruce Brown, of all these guys, is going to try to get the ball into his hands. That's one thing that you saw from Bruce Brown's film, where playing with Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, Patty Mills, played with Joe Harris a couple of years ago. Uh, I'm missing somebody, Seth Curry. Playing with all of those guys over the course of those last two years, he knows how to feed a quality shooter and a shooter where all they need is a quick touch in order to get up an open shot. And I think that pairing is going to be really good. Bruce Brown, Michael Porter, those guys are going to play a lot together, including with the second unit. Wouldn't surprise me if that is a pairing that really creates some benefits. Like I can imagine DHOs 
with that with that duo. And then last but not least, Aaron Gordon, 12 points, five rebounds, one assist, one steal, five of 10 from the field. Not the most efficient. He had a weird pull up, th- pull up three tonight. Like I think he was definitely among all of those other guys just wanted to get on the board from three. Had made his first two threes in the uh, in his first among his first three games. So this is the only one that he missed. But now he's two of three, and it's not lost on me that the two threes that he did hit were spot ups, pretty easy spot ups, open shots, and this one was a walk up pull up shot. We're gonna see how that evolves. Um, it's not the shot that I would choose, and he did kind of fumble some shots around the rim a little bit, but he still does work on the glass, three offensive rebounds in 16 minutes, one steal, one assist, 12 points, like very effective night from Gordon. And he's going to be the guy that continues to benefit almost the most from Jokic being a little bit more passive, where if Aaron Gordon is going to fight for position, Nikola Jokic is going to hit him pretty much every single time. And that is going to definitely benefit AG. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we are going to discuss that primary bench unit. But first, everybody knows that this podcast is brought to you by Superbook Sports. And nobody's more excited to tell you that football is back and has been in full swing for a while here. Superbook is bringing Vegas-style wagering to the palm of your hands. And now they'll match 100% of your first bet up to $1,000, no matter if if the bet wins or loses. You don't have to be at the stadium to enjoy football this fall. Just visit Superbook.com or download the Superbook Colorado app right now. Start getting in on all of the action. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. All right, back at it. Pickaxe and roll. Ryan Blackburn here. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Let's now transition to the bench unit where... The starters, they helped put up 74 points in the first half. They basically sat down at that first half, and it was the the primary bench unit that got the start in the second. And it was their show for most of the time throughout. That primary bench group was Ish Smith, Christian Brown, Davon Reed, Vlako Chanchar, and Zeke Naji. Bones Highland obviously out. Jeff Green, DeAndre Jordan, they got rest nights. So it was good to see this particular group because we hadn't really seen much of it in an extended context. And I liked what I saw. First and foremost, though, we got to start with Ish Smith because good Lord, man, does he know how to play? It's crazy to watch him because one of the biggest differences between him and Faku is that 7 of 11 doesn't really seem surprising from a shooting perspective where he can get to the rim and is very comfortable pulling up basically anywhere inside the arc. He went 0 of 1 from 3, isn't really a threat from the perimeter. But anytime you walk him into about 20 feet and in, he is liable to pull up because he's just very comfortable from that distance. And his speed needs to be respected so much that teams give him the space in order to make that shot pretty consistently. 
So he was there, 15 points, 8 assists, plus 17 in 23 minutes, 7 of 11, also had 4 rebounds, 1 steal, 1 block, 3 turnovers, but 8 assists to 3 turnovers is a fine ratio, ain't nothing wrong with that. And the team just looks organized when he's out there. When he's orchestrating things, it makes things easy for a Zeke Naji, who just has to pick and roll most of the time and is going to get some feeds, is going to get into rebounding position, is going to do some good things. Makes it easy for Christian Brown, for Davon Reed, for Vlaco Chanchar, and they're mostly just floor spacers and cutters. And they got the feeds from Ish, who sees that pretty much every single time and is very comfortable dishing off those passes for easy layups. And that helps create those easy points that teams are always looking for. Sometimes it's difficult, but the Nuggets, with how much they prioritize cutting with Nikola Jokic, they should consistently try to cut when Ish Smith is out there too, because he wants to pass. He wants to feed. He is a traditional point guard in pretty much every sense of the word. So it's nice to see him distributing like that and everybody kind of reaping the benefits. Bones can learn a little bit from Ish in this capacity, where Bones isn't that fast. He's not that lightning quick that a guy like Ish is. So it's not necessarily natural to Bones to be able to create shots with his speed like that. But I hope he's watching. I hope he can see how Ish creates where he beats his man, basically dusts him, forces forces a rotation, and then dishes it off either to the roller or the cutter or the floor spacer. It's a pretty simple process that he makes it. Like Ish makes things easy for himself. And I think Bones could help himself out by making the shots and the reads easier by learning how to beat his man to the spot even better than he already does. Christian Brown, really impressive game from him once again. He led the team in minutes with 30 tonight, had to go out kind of at the end. I'm not sure what the ultimate issue was at the end of that fourth quarter, but he exited, had 12 points, 5 of 11 from the field, 0 of 1 from 3, only attempted 1-3. So that's one thing where I think you could be like, okay, maybe he could probably stand to attempt more threes, space the floor a little bit as a wing. But he was slashing really, really well, attacking the rim, getting out in transition, had a couple steals, pick sixes, if you will, had a couple dunks in transition. And he's doing everything that the team is asking of him right now. Playing active, executing the defensive scheme, cutting off ball, spacing the floor, and then being aggressive when he gets his own opportunities. And he's been relatively low mistake. He did have two turnovers tonight, but balanced it out with two assists. Gets on the glass with four rebounds. Really nice, impressive night from him. Nothing crazy, nothing outlandish. But there's a lot of people that are very excited about what Christian Brown has brought. And as soon as the shot fully comes around, he's going to round his entire game into form to become more than just a slasher, more than just a defender. He'll be an all-around player, which if he can become that, 
then the idea of him starting in the future isn't necessarily that outlandish. Davon Reed had his best game of the preseason, I thought. 10 points, 4 of 8 from the field, 2 of 2 from 3, 4 rebounds, 1 assist, was minus 4, and there were a couple of shots where you, you kind of scratch your head a little bit at some of the calls, especially when he's driving off the dribble, or when he's going off the dribble, basically, but I thought he mostly spaced the floor, played good defense, and even though the numbers don't necessarily reflect it this time around in terms of the activity, in terms of the involvement, I thought that his role tonight was a little bit better than where it had been in past weeks or past days. Vlako Chanchar was the backup power forward tonight, and he also had a pretty good night. 11 points, 2 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, 1 turnover. Wasn't at his best all the time, and there were definitely some shots where you'd like to see him be a little bit like You'd like to see him finish some of the threes a little bit better. And there are some defensive things where sometimes he's not able to contest. He's not really athletic enough to get out to, out to, some, to some contest. Good Lord. Oh, okay. Power through. Um, but no, like he, this is fine. He's not going to be in the primary rotation. There are still some things that he needs to improve upon. But he'll be fine if he's called upon into a, in a different role as the backup power forward, then he's not going to screw anything up. That's that's kind of where it has to be. And then Zeke Naji. I thought he was up and down tonight. There were definitely some things that you like. 13 points, 5 of 6 from the field, 3 of 6 from the free throw line. Sneakily, he hasn't been great from the free throw line this preseason, but he did grab 8 rebounds in 23 minutes. That is an improvement. Definitely improving on the glass. He was matching up with a lot of the small ball fives. Musa Diabate was not small, nor was Moses Brown by any stretch of the word, but he did match up with Nicholas Batum, with Robert Covington, and those guys played the five at various points, meaning that Zeke Nashi was actually bigger than them. So he had to play bigger. And I thought he did. I thought he did a reasonable job, and Denver won the rebounding battle in this game. Zeke got a couple of offensive rebounds, and I'm pretty sure those were both putbacks if not fouls and then free throws. And he was a plus 16. Also had two blocks. One thing that's just never going to be a part of his game, though, is posting up. Ish Smith tried to feed him a couple times. Got the ball both times. One of them, and they, he really just didn't look at the basket in both of those instances. One of them, he tried to whip a pass out to the perimeter that sailed into the third row. Another just never really looked at the basket either and did find the pass that time, but I'm just going to make a note of it because it's probably the one part of his game as a center. Can't really take advantage of mismatches that well unless it's on the glass. And even then, like sometimes he struggles with it. So definitely something to watch there. But overall, plus 16. Hard to argue with the minutes, hard to argue with the production. He probably wasn't the catalyst of everything they did. I thought that was ish, but he was still good. All right, let's take a final break. When we come back, we are going to circle back to the deep bench as well as some general takeaways from that unit. We'll be right back.
final segment, pickaxe and roll. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Let's wrap things up by talking about the deep bench as well as the general takeaways from this game. First, Peyton Watson. He continues to impress. I think that this is just one of his traits is that he continues to show these flashes where you see the physicality, you see the athleticism. He had a nice block at the rim where he stonewalled uh, Musa Diabate from a dunk. Uh, he had a couple steals on the perimeter where his long arms just get out and really get in the way of just about everybody on the opposing team. Now, he was pretty inefficient, especially towards the end. He was asked to create a little bit of one-on-one, especially in kind of the, the garbage time of this game. Ended up shooting three of nine, but most of that, I think, would be cut out of his game under a normal circumstance. Overall, he had seven points, four rebounds, three assists, two steals, and a block, and was plus nine in 15 minutes. Pretty good stuff. Hit a three as well. That's what you want to see from him. You want to be able to see him grow. Like I've heard him compared to Herb Jones before in terms of his physical tools, his athleticism, kind of those defensive instincts. Herb Jones was a senior in college when he was drafted and had so many years of development to become the best possible defender that he could be. And he's already just really, really good. Peyton Watson's 19. Peyton Watson's still very, very young and very early in terms of what he can provide. So to expect him to be what a Herb Jones was for the New Orleans Pelicans would be wrong. You got to give him some time to develop. It's just not fair to a player like that. Now, hopefully he can be similar to what Herb Jones was doing a little bit earlier than his age 22 season, which I think would be year four for him. It's probably not what the Nuggets want, but it would be nice if you get him in year two or year three or or then year four after that, where you get to see him show some flashes and then really take off after that. I do think he's on his way towards that. Am I going to predict that he does it? No. Like I think that more, more often than not, you're going to see guys fail in that regard. But what he's shown so far early on in the season is probably the only major time that he's going to play. It's been really good. It's been really exciting to see where he gets out in transition, dunks. He gets, he goes up and blocks some shots on the perimeter, blocks some shots on the interior, gets some steals. It's really just a defensive pest in a lot of different ways. Still got a lot to learn, but has the tools to get there. Jack White also got out there, 16 minutes, 7 points, 3 of 3, 1 of 1 from 3. The one 3 that he did hit, just nothing but the bottom. He did get sent to the Shadow Realm, though, and I've got to pay my respects right now. Rest in peace to Jack White, Musa Diabate. Don't look it up if you you don't want to see some violence. He was uh, was unfortunate to see what happened to, to Jack White tonight. Uh, he, he got dunked very, very hard into the basket. Um, who else played? Chasson Randall. New Exhibit 10 guy that the Nuggets just picked up. More so because, well, not necessarily because of the injuries, but because they were sending down Adonis Arms. 
They sent down Kellen Grady, both of those guys going to the Grand Rapids Gold, so the Nuggets needed another body, and they got it with Chasson Randall. Good to have him. Only played eight minutes, nothing really special there, but did help kind of get the Nuggets through to the end of this game. And then Grant Golden made his debut as well, just one minute, didn't record any stats, but good to see him get out there. Okay, final takeaways here. Number one, this offense can become unstoppable. I don't think there's any question. After tonight, you really see, and and Denver's kind of shown it in various times throughout the preseason, where different players have really stepped up at various points. You saw it in game one with Jamal Murray, with Michael Porter. Those guys really showcasing exactly what they could do. Game two, Bones Highland, Michael Porter, both of those guys stepped up. Game three, nothing really major, but Ish Smith definitely stepped up and showcased that if he has to take over in certain situations, then he's certainly capable of doing so. And then this last game, you saw Ish Smith again with that bench unit really orchestrating things and making things solid. But you also see what the starting lineup can do with Jokic out there, rotating around rotating around him with KCP, Bruce Brown, Michael Porter, Aaron Gordon. All four of those guys benefited, and they benefited in the ways that you want them to, where Bruce Brown and KCP got out in transition, creating defense, turning it into offense. Michael Porter spacing the floor. Aaron Gordon cuts to the rim. I forgot that Aaron Gordon had a massive putback dunk tonight on one of Jokic's few shots where Jokic kind of missed a runner. AG gets way above the rim to dunk that back. That was really nice to see. And you just see a lot of these moments, right? Where Denver, you didn't know how they were going to do without a point guard, but it was clearly really, really good. And that means, number two, Bruce Brown at point guard, I think we're going to see it in the pre- in the regular season. There are going to be times where Jamal Murray has to sit. There are probably going to be times with as much pressure as he's under that Bones Highland is going to have to sit. That just leaves Ish Smith as the main point guard behind those two. But there will also be times where Bruce Brown steps up instead. And it might be a situation where against a really good point guard on the opposing team, they're going to just put Bruce Brown at point guard, the Nuggets are, and they'll run him as the main defender and then as kind of the pseudo point guard on the offensive end, where then you can centralize, you play all of your good defenders as well as Michael Porter and Nikola Jokic. And it just makes sense. Like the lineup that they put out there made real sense tonight, created a lot of open looks, and is going to be really, really good for Denver in the regular season. I have no doubt. Number three, KCP, just such a good fit. I think it's kind of been understated with how much hype Bruce Brown has gotten. KCP is really, really good, folks. Had two steals tonight, 14 points on eight shots, only two of six from three, but he's a guy that it's it's been proven that he's going to shoot 40% from three during the regular season. Like That's just how he's gone over the course of these last five years. He's a really, really good player, and he's going to benefit so much from all of the attention that Jokic draws, 
that Porter draws, and then that Aaron Gordon draws on the inside. KCP is going to be the other floor spacer that just can't be left. And there's going to be so many games where he goes 5 of 7 and helps win Denver the minutes. Or he goes 3 of 4 in a quarter because the opposing team just can't leave Murray Porter Jokic. KCP is going to be wide the hell open. And it's going to be great. He's also just very solid defensively. Liked what I saw from him against Paul George tonight. He and Aaron Gordon basically split the reps on Paul George, and they both looked really good doing it. Very smart defenders, very heady. Uh, Both of them got into Paul George's airspace, and he never really felt comfortable there. So that was really good to see. And then number four, Ish Smith. He's pushing for regular rotation time. When you play this well in the preseason, Michael Malone generally likes to reward you, especially if you're a vet. Sometimes if you're young, then it might go a different way. But I wonder if Bones, if he can play in the final preseason game. I wonder if they try the Ish and Bones lineup, where those guys are playing together as opposed to separately. Where hopefully Jamal Murray comes back, and I actually think that he will in that final preseason game, and Denver will get one final tune-up before the actual regular season. But if that's the case, hypothetically, you get your full starting unit out there. I think I would like to see an Ish, Bones, we'll go Christian Brown, Jeff Green, DeAndre Jordan lineup. I think I'd like to see what that looks like, where you get a couple rollers, a couple smart players, players that can really space the floor but also understand what Ish Smith does really well and then benefit from that. That's what Jeff Green will do. That's what DeAndre Jordan will do. And those guys will be in pretty good defensive position as well. Although it is against the Golden State Warriors, so maybe you're going to want Zeke Naji out there instead of DeAndre Jordan. I could definitely understand that. But I'd be interested. I really, really am. I want to see what Ish and Bones can do, where those guys kind of take turns going at the opposing defense. And maybe Ish Smith could just make some things easier for Bones Highland on a minute-to-minute basis. That would really benefit him, I think. All right. That is going to do it for this episode of Pickaxe and Roll, brought to you by Superbook Sports. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Going to record another episode, I think, early on Thursday. We'll try to post that at some point during the day. Maybe that evening, just kind of depending on my schedule. But should be a lot of fun. Really enjoyed watching this game. This was a good one for the Nuggets. Should be exciting for Nuggets Nation. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. I'm laboring. I don't know if you can hear it, but I need to go to bed. I'll talk to you guys very soon. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon.